Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Over Coffee. So this is John Doring, and I'm with my friend Larry Davis here. And we're, a brand, again, bringing you another great episode about inspiration and hope and some really good things in this world. And today, I'm super excited to have Diana Diaz Harrison with us. Um, this amazing lady has has founded the Arizona Charter Schools of Autism. Is that right? Arizona Autism Charter Schools. There we go. Arizona <laughs> Autism Charter Schools. Mm-hmm. And I, this is a labor of love, right? Because if I understand your, your son, Sammy, mm-hmm. has autism and that kind of led you down this path. That's right. Yeah. Sammy was the inspiration for sure. the first school. Okay. And um, we've grown... Um, very successfully over the last 10 years. As a matter of fact, this is our 10th year of impact and we've opened five schools in 10 years. That's fantastic. (laughs) I love it. That's great. So what's that journey been like? I mean, because you you started from zero. I mean, there was no schools and no association or anything, right? Exactly. Not There wasn't a specialty charter school for kids with autism. And what's great about charter schools is that you can have a niche focus. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there are charter schools for performing arts. There are charter schools for STEAM. um, But we were the first to uh, open one that really specialized in the therapeutic needs Mm -hmm. and educational needs of kids with autism. Um, So it it was amazing to be able in Arizona to be an education entrepreneur, to be a mom and an educator who saw a personal need Mm -hmm. and um, to be able to create something that has just grown and expanded to serve mm-hmm. so many kids and families. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you came from an educational background, right? Were you a teacher in California? I, I was. I was a teacher in California. Okay. So um, kids and teaching and school sure. has always been a passion for me. Um, I was a, a little bit of a career changer. I, uh-huh. I then worked um, in broadcasting, actually. Yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> was it SRP or a- I, APS? I did that. I did... Yeah. Um, community relations and Hispanic outreach for SRP. Um, But I was a news anchor for Spanish TV here. That's what brought me to Arizona. Okay. I got a a job at Univision was, was, um, was an anchor there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I had a son and he had special needs, then your priorities and your focus changes. And, you know, I had a hard time finding a school and Mm -hmm. that kind of directed me on the path that we are yeah. on, on today. Yes. So that's your inspiration was your son. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's really hard as as a parent or a mom, you know, to know that your kiddo's struggling and, you know, not not working out at school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the experience of a lot of autism parents sure. where, you know, they get called because their child's having a behavior or you can't really be comfortable in your job because you can get a call in and at any moment, you mm-hmm. know, that you have to stop what you're doing to go and address something at, at a school. Um, or some parents, you know, they tell me stories that they would just stay in the parking lot. Oh, I'm like, wow. oh my gosh, you know, that, yeah. that is, that is so sad. Yeah. Um, and I knew that there were best practices for kids with autism because uh, we were a part of great early intervention programs here. Mm-hmm. In uh, Phoenix, the at the Southwest Autism Center, and I wondered, you know, why aren't we doing that in school? You sure. know, there are plenty of children on the spectrum that need this. The best practices are there, mm-hmm. but they just weren't really found in a, you know, kindergarten through fifth grade, middle school, high sure. school setting. So that's um, what started us on the journey to create yeah. Arizona's first autism-focused charter school. And the fact that it was a charter school was super important to me because 
charter schools are tuition free. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are at no cost to families. There were, you know, a few private schools around, but the cost was, you know, more than $40,000 a year. More than when, college, right? yeah, yeah, like it, when I did it a few years and it was just not sustainable for me. Um, but through the charter school um, movement here in Arizona and in other states, you're able to do this niche focus have it be very high quality, mm-hmm. uh, like a private school, sure. but at no cost to families. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So the inspiration comes from Sammy, but then mm-hmm. you, you're you giving hope to these mm-hmm. families, right? So yeah. I mean, tell me about how did the kids, how is it different for them in, in a charter school with you folks rather than being in a regular school? I mean, do you see yeah. better outcomes or how oh, does it absolutely. look? Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, the kids, first of all, are really happy and engaged at school. Sure. Um, you know, we also have like smaller class sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry has come to visit. So oh, I love it. That's great. Um, it's, um, it's very productive, very engaging. The kids have social enterprise businesses. Um, you know, our average class size is like nine to 10 students and a lead teacher and two behavioral support staff. So the kids can get more support and attention. Um, and that just leads to, you know, them being more comfortable at school, getting their needs met. And, and then they do all of these, um, STEM and STEAM programs, mm-hmm. uh, where they learn, uh, robotics, animation, sure. coding, and then apply that to projects that are of high interest to them. How cool. Um, so it's just, um, a very unique, engaging experience. Um, we've got, gotten so many national awards, not just because we're a good school for kids with mm-hmm. autism, but just a good school in general, sure. because smaller class sizes, mm-hmm. personalized learning, and having that be accessible and tuition-free t- for families is mm-hmm. really game-changing. Yeah, a lot amazing. of parents are looking for that. Sure. Yeah. Can you kind of help people understand? Because I don't totally understand it. But I mean, a charter school, it, so is a charter school a not-for-profit or is it mm-hmm. a different? Okay, so it's set up like that? Yes, yes. It is um, it is not required um, okay. for charter schools to be non-profits. But um, when I set out to do this, this school program for kids, it had to be a nonprofit sure. um, because I I thought, you know, any funding or any uh, grants or anything that comes as a resource should yeah. be put right back into yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the classrooms, the kids, the curriculum, the materials. Um, and um, yeah, that was just, you know, the, the right thing to do. Sure. So now we're a very successful nonprofit, no, no, you know, having uh, opened five schools. Um, and I think, you know, that's probably one of the foundational elements that keeps um, the quality high. Sure. And, you know, as we grow in number of kids, we increase staff. Um, we started with just 90 kids wow. and, um, you know, about 45 staff. Mm-hmm. And now we have almost a thousand kids. Oh, my gosh. And that's 400 amazing. Staff. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's just, you know, not led from a perspective of a bureaucratic education mm-hmm. program. It's led with, you know, what would a mom want for their kid? Sure. And so how do we replicate that over and over so that every child who, you know, our kids are higher needs, mm-hmm. they get what they need at school. Sure. So how long was it from your first learn your son was diagnosed with autism till you opened your first school? It was, it felt like too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was diagnosed when he was about two and a half 
And um, he's very, he's impacted on the spectrum. There's different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, for us, he got kicked out of preschool because uh, <laughs> of just sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot absolutely. of little um, kids and uh, a teacher who doesn't know anything about autism. So, I, I mean, for me, he was, he and I have always been super connected. So mm-hmm. it was hard for me to understand why he he wasn't able to be engaged at school. Sure. Um, but it, it really wasn't the teacher's fault. You know, he had a real um, developmental disorder that required more attention than what was available in these typical preschool programs. Sure. Sure. You know, we, we switched schools. We went to, you know, autism programs in mm-hmm. district schools. We're like, okay, this is going to work. Yeah. But yeah, still not enough attention or resources or training sure. there. Um, and so we weren't able to start the first Arizona autism charter school until he was 10. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's a journey. So yeah, I, I did pay private school for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. you know, 40 grand plus a year. Wow. And I thought, you know, this is not right. I mean, I'm like overextending myself, uh, you know, how, how many years can I really do this? Um, and then I learned about charter schools and Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, if we can do this as a charter model, we can do the same quality or even better. Mm-hmm. And parents wouldn't have to worry about play, paying these extraordinary tuition fees. Sure. Mm-hmm. From the time you in, from the time you conceived the idea, how long was it before you got the first school open? Um, it took about three years okay. because I had to set up the nonprofit entity. Sure. I had to um, go before like the state board. Because uh, charter schools have to be approved by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long shot. You know, it was um, kind of questionable whether there could be a, a school focused on a particular special sure. need. Um, you know, there were, uh, you know, naysayers and there sure. were supporters. But at the end of the day, um, people on the state board knew that kids with autism were not being well served sure. by typical schools. Um, so they only gave us uh, uh, the opportunity for 90 spots mm-hmm. and grades K-5. Wow. Um, and they said, we'll see how you do. If sure. you demonstrate that the kids, you know, can make progress in your program, will allow for more students in future years. And that's exactly how it happened. Um, you know, we opened our 90 spots. We had we had to have a lottery even in our first year. Sure. Um, and then we uh, a couple of years later, they let us open up a middle school and then a high school. Wow. Now so we all have, the way. Yeah. K-12 huh? plus yeah. because we have um, a transition academy now. Oh, wow. OK. Um, where we have the students um, learning uh, business skills. Um, they have their own little coffee business. They do tech jobs, tech support. Wow, that's great. Um, and really, we're trying to help them gain skills that they can apply for a successful future, sure. whether it's supported employment, like what my son needs mm-hmm. because he's more impacted, or for high-functioning kids that they go into um, internships and get support they need, then the supports fade out. Um, but you know, getting kids as productive and fulfilled sure. as possible. Wow, that's amazing. So this is a whole transition for you. So I mean, you're you know, prior to having your son, you're you're a broadcaster and you're mm-hmm. a news journalist and and then you have your son and you find out that he's got autism and you totally switch the the whole gamut, right? So that's got to be I mean, what goes through your mind and I'm sure it, it got 
scary at times, right? And mm-hmm. like a little nerve wracking. I mean, what was what drove you to to get this all done? I mean, obviously Sammy, but mm-hmm. what else was a motivating thing for you? Um, I think I didn't even know it at the time, but it was education freedom. Sure. I thought there has to be a better option. You know, at the time it was like one in 150 kids had autism. Then years like today, it's one in 36. Wow. Um, okay. So it's something that, you know, the best practices are available. And actually in Arizona, the funding for a child with autism for schools is pretty good. Oh, wow. The okay. funding for neurotypical kids yeah. is not great. Sure. But for autism, it's good. And I wondered, you know, if the money actually went to the teachers, the classrooms, and the kids, what, what could we do? How could it be better? Sure. Um, you know, sadly, what happens at districts is that um, they end up paying a lot of legal fees. And yeah. it's a very contentious relationship between parents and special ed departments. Sure. I don't know why it turned out that way. I think special needs parents advocate for their kids' needs. And then districts try to do the minimal just to be compliant. And to me, it wasn't about being compliant. It was about, hey, let's put the funding into the kids, the teacher training and, um, you know, best practices. And we'll see, you know, I mean, I was open to being being on a trial basis, you know, opening for 90 kids and and giving it a shot. And then year over year, it was clear that we were on to something special. You know, the the school was very successful. Like uh, we survey our parents each year and the Department of Ed surveys our parents sure, each yeah. year. Um, and we have like 97, 98% parent satisfaction rate um, year yeah. over year. And for a special education program, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think now, while the Department of Ed was a little bit reluctant about our sure program at now, first, right? now they, they call us and they, you know, say, how did you, how did you get these <laughs> parent satisfaction results, you know, each year coming in so high? And I said, because it's, it's not really run like a business. Yeah. Um, it's run from a parent's perspective. You know, we have to have a board of directors. And about 50% of our board members are parents of kids in the school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with charter schools, you are allowed to just cut the crap. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) And do what's right for kids. Sure. Um, As a matter of fact, you know, I mean, we've been so successful and I'm so blessed. We've gotten lots of great national accolades. Um, last year, we won this, uh, what's known as the Pulitzer Prize of Education, oh, called wow. the Yaz cool. Prize. Uh-huh. And um, it was a big honor because we were competing with schools from around the nation that were district, private, charter, mm-hmm. not for special needs kids, sure. just for any kids. And wow. we came out on top and wow. won a million dollar prize. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. So huge. That, that's been huge. And then this year, we were selected as the Arizona winner for the National Title I School. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Title I is a program that uh, all charters and district schools are eligible for mm-hmm. if you serve a high percentage of uh, people that are low income. Okay. Um, so our our families and our students, more than 60% are low income. So we're a Title okay. I school. Sure. And of those Title I schools, there was a nas- national search 
to see which schools had the most innovation. Mm -hmm. And um, we came out on top in Arizona. So crazy. That's great. I know. Yes. Um, so I think it, we know we're, we must be doing something yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, in, in a week or two, um, I will be in Washington, D.C. Wow. Um, for a Mothers for School Choice rally. Mm -hmm. Because while the opportunities in Arizona are good for a charter school, sure. in other states, they're not the same. Yeah, there's no opportunity, um, right? There's no, no. You you can't, you know, do what I did. They're, the education entrepreneurship and parents trying to create solutions, that is a lot more limited in other sure. states. Um, we're now you know, working on a national project to help other parents found autism charter schools in other mm -hmm. states. And there's just more, um, there are more barriers, more red tape, you know, more difficulties in parents just being empowered and creating solutions in other states than in Arizona. So I was invited onto this mother, Mothers for Education Freedom sure. rally um, because really, Parents know best mm -hmm. what is good for their kids. Sure. You know, we don't need a teacher's union telling us what's best for our kids. Yeah. You know, you and I know mm -hmm. what's, and if it's not working out in a typical school, then we should be allowed to create solutions. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So was there an inspiration when you were going through this or were you guys like the, the first model for it? There were autism charters in other states. Okay. So one model that I looked at closely was um, the South Florida Autism Charter School. Okay. And actually now they are our partners in oh, wow. helping up founding teams in other states. Sure. Um, but um, it was a good model to research because the funding for kids with autism is similar in Florida as mm -hmm. it is in Arizona. Uh, I pitched the idea to, you know, higher level education sure. professionals yeah. than me here in Arizona, but really nobody wanted to do it because it's expensive mm -hmm. and because of the potential risk and litigation. Sure. Um, there's Which is a, a lot. bummer, right? Everything's <laughs> yeah. risk and lit litigation. Yeah, but you know, I, I didn't care. Sure. I just needed a solution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so now, you know, it's, it's not been without its bumps. You know, I definitely have had to grow a very thick skin. Sure. But it's a thick mama bear skin. <laughs> I love so that. Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so what's really exciting is that um, now that Sammy's almost turning 22. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. He is no longer eligible for charter school yeah. services when, okay. when none of the kids, when they turn 22. Sure. Um, we have a very nice transition program mm -hmm. for 18 to 22 year olds. But that all goes away. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the cutoff ages when? 22. 22. 22. Um, and so I went again, just like that kindergarten mom, to see what programs are out there that are engaging, innovative, and productive. So you and, got another thing coming yeah, here, right? And wow. age appropriate for yeah. Sammy, because I did not want Sammy sitting around rocking in a chair doing puzzles all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's used to doing a lot better. Sure. Um, you know, and, and sadly for his level, mm -hmm. all that was really out there was, was more like adult daycare. Uh, and so yeah. no, that was not good enough. Sure. So now I have a state contract uh -huh. to do an adult supported employment program, wow. um, wow. and, um, adult, um, training 
And so we're starting four businesses. That's fantastic. Yes, yes. We're so excited. So will excited. that be kind of like you bring in piecework or, I mean, you're working with the outside companies or how no, are you No, we doing actually that? are starting four businesses. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're starting a coffee shop, okay. um, which I, you know, bounced ideas with Larry since he's sure. in the coffee business. Um, And so it'll be like a real working, like, you know, going to Starbucks, but yeah. there will be uh, kids on the spectrum learning job skills in there. Sure. Um, you know, just making the coffee, doing the marketing, mm -hmm. you know, filling the orders, uh, all the steps that yeah, it takes yeah. to run a coffee shop. And, you know, people from the community, parents or just passersby can go and get coffee from the Puzzle Press mm -hmm. Cafe. And then we're doing a coding and gaming design studio that will also be a tech repair business, mm -hmm. like our own little geek squad where, you know, yeah, if your iPhone amazing. breaks, you can yeah. go get it fixed. Um, and the kids are already learning those skills um, in the high school transition. Mm -hmm. We're doing a shipping and receiving, like a little UPS store sure. uh, where people can, you know, pick up, drop off Amazon mm -hmm. packages. And, you know, we're really working on connections with, you know, UPS, sure. FedEx. And then the fourth business is a shirt uh, making. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we do a lot of um logoed uh logo wear uh -huh. um we're very proud of our puzzle yeah. <laughs> uh, the that. puzzle is the international symbol for autism okay so it you know you can see my logo here sure. um the kids and the staff are in uniform so we're um we actually got our grant for all the silk screening equipment wow that's fantastic um, to do silk screening sure and then have a little retail shop mm -hmm. um where the kids can work create the um embroidery or the silk screen and then can sell um, the shirts or whatever swag, you know, yeah, they, yeah, the, totally. the community requests. So yeah, those businesses are under construction. Sure. And I know that I'm super blessed because um, the ribbon cutting for our essential prize, essential enterprise businesses, mm -hmm. fingers crossed, will be on Sammy's 22nd birthday. Oh, how cool <laughs> is that? So you literally changed the spectrum of, of children with autism in 20 years in Arizona. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. So my curiosity is how, what drives you from doing what you're doing now till your next idea? So when you started the school, you probably were not thinking about flying drones in your classroom. <laughs> Literally. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The kids do yeah. get to do all this fun, innovative stuff. Um, I... I'm, I think I always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. That's why I love to talk to other entrepreneurs. Um, and when, when the driving force is your kids, because now I consider them all my kids, um, then, then there's nothing that's going to stop you from iterating to the next idea for them. Sure. Um, you know, I, my kids were just interviewed for a magazine article yesterday. And it's um, higher functioning kids, very verbal kids um, that are, you know, flying drones and coding sure. and just like very much comfortable with their neurodiversity at our school. And um, they tell me that, you know, at other schools, you know, they they didn't really want to go because they were bullied. Sure. They were bullied because they were different. Yep. And uh, it breaks my in. heart. Yeah, it breaks my heart, horrible, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just want to keep I don't want there there to be a cliff where it you know it they fall off because they're 22 or sure. because there's sure. you know no state contract for that mm -hmm. or whatever. Um I want to build a solid bridge. You know kids like Sammy will probably 
always work in the supported employment, sure. social mm-hmm. enterprise businesses, right. but he will have somewhere to go every morning, yep. be pr- a, a productive adult yeah. and put on his uniform and know that he's contributing. Some of our kids can go work at Intel or go to ASU or sure. GCU, but they need more um, support and facilitation to make it there, stay there. You know, they need mentors. They need people who know about autism and all of the social nuances that might be difficult for them. Sure. Um, so we I, we want to be there for them. You know, some of our kids, like, like we want them to fly mm-hmm. and not be in our very protected bubble. Right. Um, but I don't want the, the cliff of service to fall when any of them turn yeah. 22. Yeah. And when we were building, uh, we did a, a like a <clears throat> groundbreaking. It was a wall breaking because mm-hmm. we're renovating a, a building. <laughs> you know, parents stopped me in the parking lot in tears yeah. because they they were like, we were so worried about what is my son or daughter going to do after ASACs? Yeah. Um, because there are some pretty good programs. You know, some of them are tuition based. Some of uh, all of the good ones have long waiting lists. Sure. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so for parents to know that that our our program will grow with them mm-hmm. is very, very reassuring that, sure. the, you know, they'll the kids will have somewhere safe, engaging, productive to go, you know, really for some. Our program will be a forever program yeah. that we will replicate because we have sites um, in Central Phoenix, mm-hmm. Peoria, right. Tucson, we'll definitely do our adult programming mm-hmm. um, in those um, sites as well. Um, but yeah, we just want to be, you know, this sounds a little grim, but we want to be there cradle to grave, sure. you know, so that the the kids always feel like they have a home mm-hmm. um, and the parents always feel like they don't have to worry about, you know, school or jobs or adult programming. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fantastic. So you care for a ton of people, teachers and students. What's your support group like for you to keep mm-hmm. you going? Um, I would say this uh, past year when we won the YAS Prize in 2022, mm-hmm. it connected me to a whole community of education entrepreneurs sure. um, that I didn't have access to before. Um, here in Arizona... Um, there's a group called A for Arizona that is also supportive of um, leaders who are creating solutions that are school-based solutions for kids and family. So um, that's a wonderful group. Um, one of the you know most well-known education freedom leaders here in Arizona was Lisa Graham Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the people who initially supported the charter movement about 25 years ago. Um, you know, I've gotten to meet her and just hear, you know, how, uh, there are certain key people who blaze the trail so that I could have an idea for a school and actually do Do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your support network that you have around you. I would say yes. Um, you know, it's, it's a little lonely to, you know, be the, the top person, um, in a very growing organization, but um, there are some amazing, amazing people who who support, you know, the education freedom movement generally that are now my support. Sure. 
Yeah. So what would you say, what level was the most challenging to, to get going? I mean, was it, was it the um, original one or is it now the new it's, endeavor? It's all the time. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. day, every day. Um, no, I think what's hard is, um, you know, I, I mean, you are like hearing my story and it came from a mom wanting to create amazing daily programming sure. for kids, but that doesn't mean I don't have to go through state and federal compliance yeah. audits. I'm yeah. going through one right now. Right, <laughs> and right. we go through them every year. Sure. And they are, uh, you know, very tricky and very, um, very um, ominous, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes. Um, what What's always my thought and my saving grace is that we do everything by the book. Right. We actually put the money into the classrooms and the kids. We just have to cross every T and sure. not miss anything. I always tell my team, you know, let's just not do anything that gets me into an orange jumpsuit <laughs> because it is, it is government money sure. and there is a ton of regulation. Um, I think that's what stops a lot of people from sure. doing charter schools. And some people say, you know, there's not enough regulation. Oh no, no. There's yeah. a ton of regulation right. for charters. Um, there's, you know, kind of some grumblings about lack of regulation for like the school voucher program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not really I'm like, we're not a part of that because mm -hmm. we're not a school voucher program. Right. Um, parents don't need that to go to our school. For our, for charters, there's a ton of regulation. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's um, part, it was what I needed to learn, you know, even though for me, it's a passion and a, a project made from a mother's love, I had to learn how to have sustainable budgets, sure. you know, how to be, um, state and federally compliant. Mm -hmm. uh, if I got a private grant, what does that grant need for yeah. me to be compliant? So I had to uh, take care of the business side um, while never losing focus on the mission. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, just being able to demonstrate by our kids and their progress that the money was being well spent. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel on the, now that you're working in kind of a national level, do you feel like you're able to impact other states and get other schools going and doing that? Yeah, that's what's a real <sighs> blessing mm -hmm. that because we've been such a success story, um, you know, now there's there's data and there's sure? real qualitative yeah. and quantitative data that tells other uh, school authorizers in other states that this is needed. Yeah, you it know, works. yeah, it works. Um, it's not, um, it's not something that is like isolating kids on the spectrum. It's sure. helping kids on the spectrum actually blossom mm -hmm. in more supported environments. Um, and so, yeah, we, um, I'm so happy to share, we're supporting a founding team mm -hmm. that was an autism, is an autism mom and a speech language pathologist that wanted to do an autism focused charter in Louisiana. Wow. They got approved and they're now enrolling. They're, they busted their online enrollment system like in the first wow, couple of days because parents were flocking. They, sure. they needed this option in that part of Louisiana. And so that that's our first <coughs> school we supported. Um, the, that mom reached out to me, I don't know, I want to say about three years ago. Wow. And I didn't have an organized way to support these teams that were sure. reaching out to me. But now... Now we do through the National Accelerator of Autism Charter Schools have a whole uh, 
fellowship program mm-hmm. wow. where uh, teams come to our school for a week at a time sure. and just know, learn the nuts and bolts yeah, yeah. of how to yeah. serve such a high needs population. Um, then we are supporting um, a lady that is starting Nevada's first oh, autism wow. focused mm-hmm. charter wow. school. And That's an easier drive for her. Yes, yes, right. exactly. <laughs> um, and then we're helping a, another group uh, to do a second autism charter in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a movement. Yeah. And um, I never thought I would be blazing a trail <laughs> <laughs> like uh, to this degree. Sure. But again, when when it's for the kids and I know how good it can be for the kids to see kids that were um, previously disengaged and feeling bad about their neurodiversity for them to feel. I have kids come to me and say, Miss Diana, autism is my superpower. (laughs) This is what I figured out today. Yeah. Um, You know, yesterday I went into a class and they, they have so exceeded my expectations and they know they blow me away. They're like, Check this out. We made a hydraulic bridge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> and the uh, the 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 printer that was pretty cool. Oh yes, yes, they do 3D, 3D printing. printing. Oh wow, how cool yes, is that? Yes, a lot of our kids are just really good at drawing sketches. Sure. And so then um, our steam teacher, amazing teachers, mm-hmm. um, they taught the kids how to put those sketches into. A digital format, mm-hmm. and then the digital format goes into a 3D print. Oh my gosh, I'm like, that's they're, amazing! They're so smart. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you know, uh, a lot of uh, education people complain. Oh, there's a shortage of teachers. Yeah, you know, teacher pipeline. Uh, you know, yes, that is all true. Mm-hmm. But um, we have our own teacher certification program now. Sure where we can take staff and take them through a two-year job embedded program where Mm -hmm. they will come out certified because I wasn't going to just sit back and say, oh, whining and crying, there's not enough teachers. Well, let's create some teachers. Let's make the job more enticing. And then I brought a cohort of teachers um, from India Mm -hmm. who just elevated our STEAM program, our um, science, Mm -hmm. tech, and math. And it, it, it has been those teachers who have elevated all those tech programs that you saw. That's incredible. Because again, when you're a mom, you're just not going to sit back because there's a gap to do what you want to do. Yeah. I always said my recruitment is around the world. I will find the best teachers in the world for my kids. I love so that. you also have on-site medical care too, which is pretty cool. We do. We do. <laughs> we have the most amazing uh, registered nurse and um, nursing assistants mm-hmm. for our program. Our kids on the spectrum sometimes also have other co-occurring um, medical issues. Sure. Like um, we have a lot of kids with seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the most amazing medical staff that is just, you know, sometimes I feel, gosh, these guys are, you know, better than what I've seen at a sure. hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Because they're so responsive to, you know, code blues or anything that may sure. happen um, that, again, you know, we're able to take the funding and put it into, it. Yeah. you know, what the kids need and talk about whole child, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, from, you know, high tech uh, teachers to, you know, medical support mm-hmm. staff and therapists, speech therapists. Um, yeah. If when, when you really do it from a standpoint of supporting all the parts of what the child needs, 
then that staffing model will come together. Sure. Um, another thing I have up my sleeve is that, um, you know, we acquired a new building for the social enterprises, mm-hmm. the four businesses I described. And then upstairs, there happens to be a medical suite <laughs> <laughs> where we just want to train more nurses and doctors sure. to work with our kids. Oh my gosh. What, mm-hmm. It's just amazing. So when it comes to stories of hope and inspiration, this, this <laughs> is one is incredible. Um, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Share a little bit like how can people get involved? How can they donate? How can they reach out to you? How can they learn more? Yeah, we have a beautiful website at autismcharter.org. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, you will see our social media handles also. Um, we're on Facebook and sure. uh, Instagram. Um, and uh, with our celebration for our 10 years of impact, mm-hmm. there's information on our website for that. Um, we are having our 10-year anniversary event on April, Autism Awareness Month. Um, and um, yeah, we are fundraising to, you know, just have more funding for our businesses. Um, Everything, every donation goes to our nonprofit Mm -hmm. and um, the funding goes to enhancing our amazing programs for kids. So autismcharter.org. I welcome um, your listeners and viewers to go on to that and just see what we're all about. I love it. So that was just another amazing inspirational story. Thank you, Larry, for being here. Thank you, Diana. I really appreciate it. Arizona Autism Charter Schools. And just what an amazing story. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.